0: What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Debra. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dave. Got to keep it real like Dave and Death. On my job like Dave and Death. Tell no lie like Dave and Death. Some days I wanna stay in bed But I get ready for the day ahead I wanna complain but I pray instead Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Death. And it go like I don't need a crew Don't play by he say she say rules Complain no we can't do I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves No, so please stay cool all, all I do
1: is speak the truth on things I see they do I'ma myself No lie I need grace too We lit like EKU
0: Yeah Yo, what's up, Devren?
1: Yo, Dave, what's going on, man?
0: Yo, man, look, come on, bro, you know what's going on. For those of know. y'all who know. who are living under a rock, or maybe you're listening to this later, today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022, the year of our Lord, and let me tell you why.
1: It is frozen over, it has hit the fan, the Bengals, are in the, the Bengals are
0: in the Super Bowl. In- five days pretty much and bro listen 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 what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do for for you for all our listeners is i'm just gonna i'm gonna pull some receipts i'm just gonna pull some receipts i plug them into the episode maybe at the end just have a few little sound clips of my man devrin hating on me and my guy joey burrow joey burr joe Shisty. i'm just saying i think
1: i've ever hated on joe burrow I think I paid him to Bengals.
0: You doubted. You d- you were a doubter. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's a believer. Hey, but but for real, I'm super hyped for the game. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. We'll talk about something else in a few minutes as well. This is where I'm going next, Devron. Is that I am on the podcast today with my guy, my brother Devron, who happened to be interviewed for an article in the huffington post bro come
1: yeah. on hey yeah, yo link that in the show notes
0: i'll link that in the show notes my guy devon was interviewed huffington post bro how was yeah. the experience tell me about it like yeah we'll get into the topic because we're going to talk about the topic today but like how that was a pretty cool experience i'm sure
1: that it is crazy when you think about it like I guess it it hasn't really hit me yet, and like my wife, she'll talk to me every once in a while. She'll say like, "You know, you just do cool things, and you just don't think it's a big deal." Like it doesn't hit me until later. Yeah, do it. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was cool. You know, Dave. Actually, fun fact: I've actually been in the LA Times and the uh, Yahoo Sports before too. <laughs> Dang yeah My which is weird here, got that reach i which which is weird i mean it's just random like who could say that they've been in you know some pretty big news articles like that before you know but yeah it was it was cool i mean uh the journalist reached out to me on twitter and the rest is history i and, and the thing is like if you all follow me on twitter like i'm not a guy with tons of followers like i haven't you know i have a decent amount but it's not like I'm um, I'm not trending on anything right. I'm just just me
0: just that guy right now bro
1: yeah it's weird it's definitely weird
0: man well that's super legit when you sent me that I'm not gonna lie man i I'm, onions must have been getting cut nearby I don't know but I, I shed a little tear man I shed a little are you tear. for real and I was so proud of you bro
1: man I didn't
0: i am bro i guess we, i mean it's my good. you've had a
1: phone conversation you've been enough phone conversation with me no like the rants are easy so like me <laughs> ranting on twitter ended up getting me
0: you know that's facts and for those of y'all who don't know us going on rants is the whole reason we started this podcast so well,
1: there and you go it, yeah
0: that's the way it goes so you know we'll, we'll start off the episode kind of talking a little bit about Really, what you were interviewed for, and uh, honestly, kind of the, one of the biggest stories in the news right now in sports specifically, and uh, how it relates to you, and uh, I'll kind of toss that up. But we're going to talk about Brian Flores,
1: which uh, is what happened quick, in Miami
0: what... and everything like that. So,
1: pause real quick, Dave. Time it's out. crazy. This is the first time the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl for. 30 40, 50 33 years 30 years right and unfortunately the biggest stories aren't the Bengals. it's not the game which for professors like me we love it because we can't talk right. about everything except for the scoreboard right and so like think about i know more people have talked about the halftime show than the actual game
0: that's facts well you aren't from cincinnati or northern kentucky Cause this is a pretty big deal with all the people up that way. It is a big deal for. But overall, this story is taking over.
1: Yeah. So that plus Brian Flores, right? And well, I mean, you know, isn't didn't the Washington football team just get a new mascot? Just like
0: the Commanders.
1: Okay. This is look. I know we got some super patriotic people who listen to the podcast i'm not trying to be offensive when i say this so like what's the nickname you say go commies is that is it that, is that like what what do you say what do you say for commanders What's a short nickname for the commanders? seriously
0: that bro you commanders? got me beat
1: what what, what what yeah let's let's go commando like you just don't
0: there's, there's nothing good for that
1: one yeah so, anyways, that was – that's what I was thinking of. Uh, Gruden, suing the NFL. Yep. That's coming back up. Um, uh, Dan Snyder. Not – you must think of Dan Snyder. Uh, owner of the Redskins.
0: Yep. Snyder.
1: Yeah. Uh, former Redskins. Redskins. Former Redskins.
0: It's going to be hard to get over, bro. That's Commanders,
1: the, the football team in Washington. He's uh, allegations. Well, did you hear what the NFL said about him? Like, no. they can't release anything of the reports unless he gives his permission. Which is crazy. That is crazy. Which
0: <laughs> this reminds me reason. of a certain president that we once had.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I can it's dictate wild, it's,
0: the it's, release of his uh, reports.
1: <laughs> it's, all, it's all wild. But the biggest story of the week has been Brian Flores. Right. So can you tell a little bit
0: about what happened, like where kind of it started, the whole story?
1: We started February 1st, Black History Month, hot.
0: (laughs) Big time.
1: So basically, Brian Flores, former coach of the Miami Dolphins, had a winning season this previous season, but he was fired. He was looking for for a new job, had a couple interviews, and his interview was on a Thursday he received with text the text message Giants, right? Yes, with the New York Giants. He received the text message on Tuesday from Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest football coach of all time. And says, Congrats, Brian. I heard you got the job on Tuesday. So Brian Flores knows Brian or uh, knows Bill Belichick because he used to be an assistant coach for him. Right. So Brian Flores responds to him says, "Hey, I hadn't heard that my interview was on Thursday," and then he texts him again like, "Do you mean Brian Flores or the Brian?" Dave or whatever his name yes. is. Yeah. He's like that. He said, "Uh," and uh, Bill, Bill texts back the next day, "Sorry, I effed up." Yeah. And. All Brian Flores' text back was thanks Bill it's, it, it, like it's almost like comical but then like there's other stories that has, that has been that have gone around about his experience uh, trying to get a job and then like other things about what happened in Miami and right uh, like one thing he talked about was that a coach offered him hundred thousand dollars to lose to lose games because in that draft would have been Joey Burrow right? Uh, but they, they're trying to tank and it. Well, people, I mean, if you don't know sports like in the NFL sh- straight up, the bad team gets the first pick, the worst team gets the first pick. There's no lottery system oh, like lottery, it is yeah. in the NBA. So if you're bad, you just get the first pick and Flores just wanted to be a football coach. He just wanted to win games. And so he won games with scraps. And so there's a lot of things with that. And yeah, it's, it's wild. It is, it is wild.
0: Yes, super wild. So before we before I get into your thoughts kind of directly um, and indirectly about the situation, uh, you know, in the past on an episode, we talked about the Rooney rule. And so I kind of like to start there, um, you know, just kind of going through like, you know, for those of y'all who don't know, the Rooney rule is that NFL teams have to interview a minority head coach, a minority coach. Candidate for their head coach position if it's open.
1: Yeah, so they've extended it to head coach, assistant coaches, and now GMs. So you have to at least interview one minority in one of those positions.
0: Okay, See, so I every time that. it's open, that's, yeah, and 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 that's a change since the the last time we talked about it. So in that right, you know what what are your thoughts in general on the Rooney Rule?
1: Yeah. This is this is interesting. So the Rooney Rule made in two thousand two two thousand three season. At the end of that season, try to increase diversity. Like the first season, it kind of worked. Like there was a lot more minority coaches, but then that number dropped big time. And so, and I think the lowest we got down to was, I think we got down to three, and it got down to one a couple three, times.
0: Three head coaches uh, last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it got down, and they got down to one a couple times. So like, it really has it. I mean, this is since two thousand three. Okay. Uh, I was just looking at the data just a couple, just a couple uh, days ago, actually. Uh, but what I think about the Rooney Rule, it's obviously an attempt to increase diversity, but I think it's a poorly, it's a poor attempt. Right. So after twenty twenty. Every major sports league made a commitment to diversity, including the NFL, which is the most viewed league in uh, in our country. So out of the out of the top ten most viewed events on TV last year, nine of them were NFL games. Shoot. The the one that wasn't an NFL game was in eighth place, and it was the inauguration of Joe Biden. So more people That's watch crazy. NFL football than any other sport. So obviously like they have to come up with a strong message. And this is the same sport that has Colin Kaepernick that protested and, uh, you know, the Gruden emails that came out it kind of, he, he spoke poorly about African-Americans and women and uh, use homophobic slurs. But you got all these things and, to one, but so you have to come up with a strong statement because you're really the face of professional sports in America, yeah. So I'll start by saying I don't think that the Rooney Rule is the owner, is the GR, uh, the uh, the is uh, Roger Goodell's, yeah, the commissioners. I don't think it's Roger Goodell's issue, yeah. Um, because in terms of him, he's he has increased diversity where he's at right the problem is it's it's the owners who own the team so there's 32 nfl teams right now and how many of those all,
0: owners are white
1: 30 and they're all white males if they if that counts for anything too but think about this so like naturally you know someone's someone says well shoot, why don't Black people just start buying teams? And I would say the, the flip side of that is there's 30 billionaires who have bought NFL teams and there's like seven billionaires, in Amer- Black billionaires in America. Right. <laughs> like, and, they're, and, and most of them are entertainers. Right. So I don't know how, like, so th- there's an issue right there. So you, you have to force people's hiring practices a little bit more. So overall, my thought, like, at the, I, like I said, I thought it was a poorly attempted way to try to hire more racial minorities in the country, or, or in, in this league. I think there's better, better ways. It was actually the uh, in the complaint that uh, Flores and his lawyers laid out. They actually put they they put some ways out that they thought they could be better. Um, I, I kind of feel iffy. About about some of those but i mean they're asking a lot and i understand why they're asking a lot because they may not get this platform again right and so i i i don't know if it should be abolished i just think it should be changed right. drastically like like the rooney rules we know it shouldn't be shouldn't look the same we should we do we need to change a lot of things yeah like if the league is 70 percent black you probably need to try to have a little bit more reflection in your coaching staff yeah because think about this too and I'll end my rant here but there's not there's no coaching trees in the NFL not really like outside of Belichick Belichick yeah but most people just come up from you know you're an assistant coach for a while and they just
0: yeah look at both Zach Taylor and Sean McVay both the coaches in the, the Super Bowl
1: yeah it's an interesting I have to send it to you. Um, maybe we can link it in the show notes too, but it's like this is a report I was reading about uh coaches in the next in their immediate next role. So since the Rooney rule started, I tweeted this the other day since the Rooney rule started in 03, the 2 3 season, how many black coaches are have got are minority coaches? have gotten fired and hired again as a head coach for their, next, their immediate next role. Mm. So for black coaches, it's zero. And for minority coaches, it's one since the Rooney Rule started. It was Ron Rivera.
0: Ron Rivera, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you ask that same question for white head coaches. It's been 12.
0: Yeah. And look at the bums that have gotten a second job like Adam Gase.
1: Yeah. I mean, but but I'm I'm saying this because like, okay, clearly us trying to implement something isn't working. Right. I mean, and now you, you kind of see in the NFL they've hired um, like, you know, the coach at for the Dolphins now, he's a biracial man. Lovey Smith just got a job today. Like, it's almost like scramble mode, is what it seems like. like yeah. Oh, we we need to hire every black person we can now. It's like, instead of like safe face. Yeah you know there's 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 qualified legitimate people out there who could have gotten good jobs but like for example in in Jacksonville I think they made a mistake in who they hired Doug Peterson's a good coach but I think that yeah. I mean I think that there was there are better options out there mm-hmm. so yeah I, I'm not a fan of the Rooney rule um <laughs> I think it needs to be changed drastically I don't even the thing about the Rooney Rule, man, is uh, it's like a token system. Yeah. If I, Because, I mean, most times, even if this happens in the corporate world, I mean, you have somebody picked out and you may just interview these people just because, you know, I you need have a, to fit like, like a diversity quota. Yeah. It's kind of like the negative side of what, what we've done. That's, you know, so that's, that becomes more difficult.
0: Yeah, for sure. So... My next question for you would be like when you were interviewed and you were, you know, tweeting and, and processing through all this, um, you know, what were the most important things for you to convey in regards to the way that you felt about everything, not just the Rooney Rule, um, but also, you know, you've already mentioned hiring practices and, and corporations and, and education Uh, different things like that, like, what was the, what were the most important things that you were trying to convey, and that you would want to convey to, to anybody listening?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I work at an HBCU, and I teach sport management and exercise science, right, so I have a lot of, you know, athletes in my classes who dream of one day being a coach in the NFL, So the reason why I go so hard is because I'm fighting for them. Yeah. These are, these are the next generation of people. I want them to have a fair shot when it's their turn. I don't want them to feel like Flores feels right now. And I don't want them to Mm -hmm. feel like other black coaches that they can't speak up because if they do speak up, they'll get blackballed out of the league. Like,
0: yeah. So
1: it's my job as an educator. I believe is not only just to educate the people that I, that I've, you know that I have in my classroom, but to also push to push the limit a little bit to make opportunities better for them when they do yeah. get there. All that being said, when I was tweeting these things out, I was thinking about personal experiences and experiences that I've heard from other people when they've gotten interviews and how they've been in interview. They've been in situations where they knew, shoot, they already got the person picked out. Like, it almost seems like we're talking in a different world sometimes when you tell people, like, you know, you ask them, how was the interview? And they say, "Uh, they didn't ask me anything about the job. That's almost like a key indicator, you know? I I can give you this. There was one time I had a a, a mentee of mine. He applied for a job that I thought was, you know, this would be a pretty good fit for him. I helped him with his resume. I knew the people who were interviewing, and I knew the interview questions that they were gonna ask. So right. I prepped him, made sure he was ready. I said, "How'd it go?" He said, "Man, I killed it. I answered everything perfectly." A couple of weeks later, I said, "Have you heard back from him?" He said, "No." I said, "Call and check in." She called. They said they went a different direction. I said, "What? What happened?" He said, "They, they just found a better fit." A better fit. Like <laughs> that stuff hurts. Yeah. And I think like what Flores said um he said on one of the uh, on one of the morning news shows he just said uh, it feels humiliating embarrassing and uh so you're sad you know but then you start to get angry right frustrated like how could they do this to me and that's kind of what i was feeling when i was when i was tweeting those things out um and just trying to get more awareness about these issues out yeah, absolutely.
0: I, uh, you know, just as as somebody that obviously knows you and has known you for a long time, I've seen you go through this stuff. Um, I've seen you not just navigate it for yourself, but for other people, like you said. And uh, it's it never escapes my mind how hard that it that it is, and how. Um, this like ideology that we have oftentimes especially in our society like the like pull yourself up by your bootstraps type uh thinking martin,
1: martin luther king says in one of his last speeches it's called the, it's called two americas he says to tell a man to pull himself up by his bootstraps when he has no shoes when he has no shoes is, is a cruel thing to do
0: yeah and and, and i see that man and uh, it's it's honestly one of the things that that just breaks my heart you know frequently and uh, when I see you know injustice like this and uh, different things the, these are these are micro like micro happenings in this space right uh you know they not everything is the president or <laughs> even a head coach of an NFL you know a billion dollar team these happen every day in Yeah, every like we space. say
1: i mean i'm sure i've said it on this podcast before i'd like to think that sports is a microcosm of society so what yeah. you see in sports is, is more often than likely a, happening in society are going a to happen.
0: image amplification of what's happening so um obviously it's it's something that that affects you know all of us in one way or another and how we view things so I guess my kind of last thing I wanna to, wanna to talk to you about and, and get your opinion on and and thought processes is what's next? What's next for the NFL? What's next for corporations, for schools? Uh, you know, I actually had before sorry, before you answer the question, go I'll ahead. let you think on it because this is off the cuff, but um I actually had a friend who who listens to the podcast and I, I'm always super grateful for his input. He uh, reached out to me and he said, you know, it's funny as I went back a couple of years to listen to some episodes and he actually picked the Rooney Rule episode uh, to listen to. And he said he reached out to a a black colleague of his and uh, he said he just felt ashamed and he felt um, he felt like he he was a part of the system that was not hiring other people like him. Right. Basically, is what. And, and, you know, to me, it was so encouraging one that that that's the way people are processing through these sorts of things, because that's really the, what our goal is in this show (laughs) is to help people think and, and, and see things from a different perspective and, and hopefully try to come to the table with somebody that maybe has a differing opinion from you or, you know, just even if it can shape or mold the way that you're processing through the news and the media, um, and so I, I say all that to say, what well, what's next?
1: What? Yeah. Well, you th- okay. Think about this. Uh, I think a lot of people in their minds, when they start thinking about, uh, you know, these, these issues of race and civil rights and those type of things, they start thinking of, uh, you know, if, if everything's equal, we're all good. You can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you're good right right and we we all got shoes let's just i'll give you the shoes yeah we're all marched together but here's how i like to look at things so if you set everything equal right now we're we're not like because that's what the rooney rule does well black people have a chance to get hired right right that's that's equality they had the same chance as the white person. Like they got to the room, they had an interview, the interview was the same time and that, they, that's the chance. And we, we found out like, it's not working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I understand you can't legislate morality, but you can you can force people into doing the right things by, by making different rules. I'm saying this because like, this is why, this is where you start switching. Like justice isn't equal someone's been done wrong justice requires an equity mindset requires you giving more of something to someone who's been who's been done wrong right so so like you it it you can't be like fairness isn't always justice
0: mm. and, and
1: and that yeah. that's like hard for people to to understand, but if you just sit there and grapple with it for a little bit, so for this to be a just situation, you may have to lose something of yours to have someone else catch up to be to get to to reach equality. But we're not right. there yet. We just try to skip steps, and we thought we were there, but we're not yeah. there. So we we'll, we have to start thinking. I think with more of like an equity lens of a mindset, thinking that if Minorities, black people specifically, have been disenfranchised from these positions. We're going to have to start making rules and regulations to make sure that they not only get a seat at the table, but a pick at the menu. Yeah. And what's going on? And that changes everything because you're going to have people who are going to feel like, well, wait a second, that's not fair, but it hasn't been fair for this other group for years. Yeah. And that's, like you that's, said man
0: fairness is not just that's yeah
1: so you're gonna to have to like that, that's the only way that this is good we, we can't just skip to the end of the book and say well look we're all we're all good now like we're not there we got work to do <laughs> and um so that's what I, I that's the first thing i think we have to start thinking more from like the equity kind of lens um second thing When it comes to like our hiring practices, like let's take it out of the sport realm for a second and just look at just your everyday work life. We just got to have to start having just kind of what we're doing now is having more real, honest conversations. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think a lot of people, they don't do enough stopping and reflecting on what they're doing. If I think we talked, we talked about this before the show started today. If everyone in the room is thinking like me, looks like me, I'm doing something wrong. Like I, I, I would rather have somebody challenge me on what I'm thinking, and tell me a tell me a different and a more better way mm-hmm. of a, of what's going on. Um, but yeah, like you can't just read stories like Brian Flores and just say that's just he's just a one in a million type of story right. because there's other people that hi- that got hired because he actually did they actually did interview a black uh, black coach before him. And he didn't say anything, so it's just Brian Flores just making a lot of ruckus. It's, this is nothing. Right. It's something. And just because this case is probably going to settle and he's probably never going to coach in the NFL again doesn't mean that he got his way. It just means that awareness is just another step to justice. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's, I, I'm really passionate about this one because we've, we've been talking about the Rooney Rule for years. Yeah, a long time. I mean, it, it, so many people have this, there's, there's, there's different situations, but the situations are going to take, it's going to have to take some losing of yourself or somebody's going to have to lose something for it to, for other people to catch back up and, and become fair.
0: Absolutely. And I think from, you know, my perspective, I like to think about it, you know, we, we've always tried to frame everything we talk about on this podcast from the perspective that we get to know and and serve christ a year ago i think it popped up on my memories the other day a year ago we talked to to Rondell and and really you know honed in and kind of got to think about you know what's going on at the border and how we can process through uh you know being in proximity with people that that have had that have come from that situation and understanding what it looks like to to give up a part of ourselves uh resources time whatever it looks like thought process to understanding that um these are serious situations and these are people that are made in the image of god right yeah. And so, you know, when we think about the Imago Dei and we think about, you know, Christ's nature and, and in the one document that we have of knowing, you know, the the son of the creator of the universe in the Bible, we, we see his character. Right. We see what he did on earth. And uh, I can tell you right now that it. it now, spoiler alert if you haven't read it is that he loved the least of these he dined with with the people that nobody wanted to be with he he helped the people that no one wanted to help and um i just think if we can if we can shift our perspective and our focus from ourselves in our me 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 uh thought process And we can open up our eyes to see that there are people out there that have real tangible needs and we have real tangible resources and ability to help them that we have to do it. And now when you think about it, it's easy to say, well, you know, Brian Flores probably made a lot of money as a coach money doesn't matter right now. We're talking about opportunity. And again, if we can see sports as a microcosm for what's going on in the real world, we can put two and two together that like this is happening every day in education, in corporate America, in tech, whatever you want to think about, it's happening, right? And so it's important to have these conversations and not just stay in your echo chambers and uh, really, really explore what it's like to live in someone else's shoes. And so that's, You know, from a biblical perspective, I just think about how Christ would respond uh, to anything. And, uh, you know, I specifically think about the way that he interacted with the people that, uh, you know, he encountered. And it it looks a lot different than we think, I think, (laughs) than we often try to paint that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's spot on. I, I mean, like, if you're new to this conversation, I would just advise people just, like, try to read like the history of these things. Like why yeah. is a rule being made in 2020 uh, 2003 if everything was fair? Right. Yeah. You know, it, why it, you can look at the numbers, you know, my people who are facts, people, you know, who just want to look at the quantitative stuff, look at the numbers. It's just, it, it doesn't look good for the narrative. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, it's a, it's a, ugly it's, it's one a, to view.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a hard conversation. And you got to think to yourself, if it's happening in the NFL, could this be happening in my workplace, too?
0: Yeah, 100%. And, and it's it's so interesting, too. You know, right now, we're in the thick of Black History Month. And uh, for me, this is always one of my favorite months of the year. Like, I love Black History Month. I think it's so cool. I see, um, you know, so much history that, like, I just was never made aware of. Um so I hear so many good conversations, all that stuff, but it's so funny if you, if you pay attention to, to the corporations, right. And they're, you know, they're just push for black history month and diversity. And yes, they might have diversity at some levels, but it feels like, man, so many of these corporations, and you just said it talking about the richest people in the country and, and, and billionaires, like, seven are
1: black i i think i i just kind of but you're right but, yeah. but
0: like you know what i'm saying like i bet if you were to like break it down like you're probably not that far off seven ten fifteen no matter what it's still a heck of a lot of less black billionaires and there are white billionaires so i just think it's it's interesting because like there's there might be stuff things changing at lower levels like you know frontline type employees but most of these people still have all white boards and all white executive staffs
1: it's kind of those things so a couple things with that too it's this is going to be wild because like you said they released this complaint on the first day of february black issue month intentionally they wrote that in the complaint that they did that intentionally yeah It's, it's 58 pages if you've never read a complaint before a legal complaint before i suggest you read this one this is like it's it's great. It's really easy to read. It's yeah. It's really good. They did it's,
0: a good job with it.
1: It's actually entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one thing about this Flores thing, the NFL responded immediately and said that the claims were without merit.
0: They were without merit. Yeah.
1: And that set me off too. I was kind of upset. About oh that. yeah. But be careful of the stereotype that they're about to try to paint brian flores as the angry black man yeah as the as the man who just couldn't get along with people who just try to be a disruptor
0: yeah
1: when so so when he's standing up for himself now he's now he's just the stereotype trope, and
0: and he's gonna be you you said it earlier he's probably gonna be cast out i mean
1: that's typically how these things go i mean the nfl is the richest league in where we have in this country, they they'll hear it out for a little bit, but when it doesn't look good, they're probably gonna buy them out. And then they're I mean bounce, yeah. and Roger Goodell sent another message out a couple of days later, completely different tone. But but you I, I see think, the
0: first response. Yeah, that, And I think it's indicative of his heart, of the heart behind it.
1: Yeah just trying to just kind of thought it was going to be that big. This thing is huge. This is a huge, yeah, huge deal. A big deal. I hope it's well, I hope that it's the end of the Rooney rule as we know it. Yeah. They, they make some significant changes to the, to the rule.
0: Yeah. I agree. 100%. Well, man, I appreciate that conversation. Um, I, I can speak for, you know, me as your friend um, and, and somebody that's known you for a long time, but, if you're listening and you have questions about this stuff, if you want to talk about it with somebody that will hash it out and just keep it real and uh, give really good, you know, perspective, I highly recommend you reach out to us. I, I know Devon would be, would be more than happy to to have that conversation, you know, messenger.
1: Hey man, uh, the Huffington DMs, post found whatever. me on Twitter. I'm sure you could find me on Twitter. Too. That's
0: right. <laughs> Devon muff dr devon muff in the building but yeah man don't 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 hesitate to reach out we want to be people that can listen to uh where you're at and and help through that so um yeah that that's how in that but bro we we talked about it earlier man five days So now, Bengals versus rams
1: this is the time where i was uh i was dreading this moment but you know what dave I want you to raise your right arm to show it nah, everybody who's bro. watching it. No, just, come on, show them. Because I want to show them how long look, you've been a Bengals fan. That's a real Bengals fan. Okay.
0: Uh, shoot. You wouldn't make me. There have been
1: <laughs> Bengals fans on my timeline who have who can't even spell Bengals. All right. These, these are the first time Bengals fans. I mean, yeah. a lot of y'all were Colts fans. A lot. Facts. Like, like, let's keep it real. A lot of y'all were Titans fans. I, I saw what y'all are posting. Yeah. All right. That's I understand getting excited for the hometown team. That's great. But there's some real people like Dave, who got holes in his shirt. That's been that's been a fan for years. I mean, since he came, since he came out, Dave been a fan. Hey one
0: since day one.
1: <laughs> I've been with Dave since like I've seen Dave in some bad times with Bengals football. <laughs> some really bad times. I mean, I'm talking Vontez Berfe.
0: Hey. Devon was there, the game that we threw away against the Steelers with, with Tez and, and I Pac-Man. Mean,
1: I went to Monday Night Football to watch the Bengals with Dave when DeAndre Hopkins made one of the nastiest catches of his career. Facts. And so I got to give it to you, Dave. This is your team, man? This, I, can't imma- well, I can't imagine. I know, I, I know what it's like to have your team that you've been rooting for your whole life. Get to the finals. Yeah. So I, you know, being a Cavs fan, I've, I've been in that situation. Now I hope that the Bengals get over the hump. It's yeah. it's this is just a a really this is the tallest mountain that they have faced this whole That's playoffs. Fair. Not That's not saying that you know none of the other teams were the teams that they played were good. Yeah. Um. Tennessee was was Tennessee was scary. Yeah. Kansas City. I don't know what they were doing in the the second half, but Kansas. The thing is, I'll say this, man. You got to get, like, that Rams defense is the best defense you face all postseason. That's a fact. But you got Joe Burrow. And I mean, people can tell me about Jamar Chase and can tell me about T. Higgins, all these people, but you got Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I told someone. I texted someone this the other day. I said, Tom Brady just retired. I said, don't be surprised if Joe Burrow takes his place. That's a big statement right there. That's a big –
0: that's huge, yeah.
1: I'm not saying seven rings. I'm talking about, like, the next big QB. Just that guy that's – yeah. Like, Dave, you understand you got, like, a generational quarterback on your team. Oh, bro, I We were one year away. Instead, we got Baker Mayfield. (laughs) I know Browns fans listen to this, they'll probably get sick of me for saying that. But like we we were one year away from, from that happening to us. Could you like just swap swap quarterbacks? If we Don't if want we put Baker, <laughs> or, yeah, if you pick Baker on that team, you are in the same position as us right now.
0: No, we're in a worse position because y'all were better around Baker than we were.
1: <laughs> Gosh. But I mean, that's tough, man. Yeah, y'all got a y'all got a good chance of winning this game. Let's go. Let's go Bengals. And you know
0: what's tough, man? And and this is hard for me to say. As a competitor, you always want to win, right? Of course. I I, I obviously want the Bengals to win. Like, that's not even a question. But as a fan of this team (laughs) and having been a fan of the team for 29 years, it's – I'm just so happy we won one playoff game,
1: <laughs> like dog. And, and y'all had each with pep, y'all understand y'all had a pep rally,
0: yeah. And that mug was lit. Apparently Pat- it was packed. packed. I saw the pictures of it sold like, are you, out. Are you kidding me, my Put man? CJ Uzoma threw off the knee brace, took a lap around the, the stadium. Hey, I, that got me hype. I wasn't even there, but you know, it's one of those. It's one of those things like. Like I said, I'm happy about where we are. Like and, and you hate to be content. And again, as a competitor, it's hard to hardly to even say that, but it's uh it's one of those things that's just icing on the cake, you know. And uh I, I am like it, it it's super cool because this team is like one you just can't help but not like. And they're Can scrappy, you- they make adjustments. They like each other, it seems like. It's just like the combination of players is just, I mean, to come out and have a wide receiver with 1,700 yards, another wide receiver with 1,300 yards, another wide receiver with 900 yards, and a running back with over 1,000, I mean, that balance and that that kind of camaraderie that they have, man, and and with a terrible offensive line. I mean, good Lord, nine sacks and you still beat the number one team in the division in the, in the, the conference. I mean, that's insane. Yeah.
1: Now let me tell you something. How do you think I feel as a Browns fan right now?
0: Bro, I got to watch. Hurt.
1: The, I know you heard the division rival.
0: And you got to watch OBJ and uniform. OBJ.
1: Like that man, hurts. I was a huge OBJ guy when I he know. was with, when he was with the Browns and honestly i was i was so excited for him to leave and i was telling people like it was toxic i said the worst possible thing that could happen in this playoffs is like is the, one of the super bowl <laughs> yeah it's, it's like you know obj going to super bowl yeah because the thing that was crazy after the after the rams won baker mayfield was a trending topic on twitter the man hasn't played in, in a month <laughs> in and a half six weeks <laughs> And he's he, and he was a trending topic. That's how mad and controversial Baker Mayfield right. is to this, you know. It's this organization. Not to mention, Jarvis Landry just sent OBJ a heartfelt. Good I know luck that
0: video. Oh my gosh, oh, it got me
1: <laughs> on a contract year too. Like so, like he doesn't have to sign back with the nope. Browns. And so that was. I know uh, that. I hurt. mean. And, oh my gosh! And let me tell you something. This is for all the people in Ohio, right? They that were so called Browns fans, and now saying, "Well, we're just going for the Ohio team." That doesn't it doesn't work <laughs> like that. It doesn't work like that. Like we don't hate the Bengals, but the, the Steelers are the bigger rivalry, right? Right. Oh, no one likes the Steelers. Yeah, no one likes the Steelers in 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 that division, but. I mean you can't just go off and just say well we're going for team Ohio. This isn't Ohio State football. It don't work like that. <laughs> it it doesn't work like that. You you gotta treat, pick one or the other. I mean, look, enjoy the game. All right. And, and you can watch, and you
0: can hope that they win.
1: Yeah. But, but I'm with I've you. I've seen people, I've seen people in tiger stripes nope. who were just mm-hmm. in Browns in Brown's gear a couple months ago.
0: Nothing yeah more. I'm not here for that. Listen, especially, especially when you weathered the storms of being a Bengals fan for almost three decades. Look, like I was talking to my stepdad the other day. Shout out to Stan. Can't wait to watch Stan the game of, with you.
1: Stand the man.
0: Can't wait. Um, but like I would
1: watch the game with you, Dave, but I'm terrible luck for you. I, I yeah, you really game. are. So I, 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 I'll
0: be honest with you. I didn't even invite you it. for a reason.
1: I'm not going to do it. I'm not Um, going to do it.
0: But I was telling him, I was like, man, this is so crazy. Like, you you were just, like, kind of – he was a teenager when they were in the Super Bowl. So it's like he, like, actually got to experience the good, like, Bengals. And then you experience 30 years, 30 literal years of terrible coaching, decision-making – players ownership all that like you experience all that and then have a new coach a young quarterback come in it's kind of high but nothing major injury bad season and then you're like like this year it's just like been like oh my gosh like we're we're good
1: like y'all lost to the bears and the jets in the same year and now in the super it doesn't make sense (laughs) It, it really we, doesn't.
0: and we had some bad losses, but I think the the characteristic of this team that excites me the most and it makes me feel the most confident about the Super Bowl but also just like and it, it excites me in general is that we make really great adjustments at halftime, which has been the marker for every single win. like and, and even in a couple of the close losses, like, we were down worse <laughs> and in a bad spot. And so I think those adjustments, man, just are crucial. And um, I'm really excited about the way the defense plays. And I, man, I, I hate to be that guy. Like, I, like what I'm about to say is going to sound so non competitor of me, but I am hoping for a good game.
1: Oh, don't say I know. Are I know. You oh, my.
0: I'm hoping Dave, for Dave. a good game.
1: Hey, let me be your anger translator. All right. Dave, Dave really want to say, I'm hoping we beat we beat these suckers, 21 nothing in the first quarter, and then pour another 21 nothing on them in the second quarter, 42 nothing, and then by the time halftime show come on, they don't even come out after halftime because the show was so good and the scores and the score is so far away they ain't coming back. That's what Shoot. I want. That's that what you want to say, name. Dave.
0: That's what I want to happen, of course, man. But you know, and it, in it, the other. This is the other part of it is I have always been a huge Stafford fan. So this is a hurt, this hurts the root against them, but obviously it's my team. I'm not gonna ever root against the the Bengals. So uh obviously that's the that's the the move. I'm gonna predict I'm gonna predict
1: I see that score.
0: I'm gonna go mm, I'm gonna go 23-20. Bengals last second field goal money max Shooter. Oh,
1: man. Okay. That's what you're going to go 23
0: 20. 23 20. I'm going to go uh, game MVP. Mm. This is going to be a surprise. I, I think it's going to be a defensive player. I know. Offensive powerhouses. It's going to be a defensive player. I don't have a guess on which one, but the, whoever wins, the, whoever wins, the MVP is gonna be a defensive player, all right. 2320 who day. What's your prediction?
1: 24-17 Rams. That hurts. I know it hurts, but I had but to go. You against gotta play two. devil's advocate. I want because I want to come back on this show next week. Or yeah, and I want to say I told you so. <laughs> No, 24-17 20, Rams, game MVP, Matthew Stafford. And we're, right, we're going to Disney World, folks.
0: That's bold.
1: It is but bold.
0: I think I really do, you know, in all situations, I think it's going to be a really good game. It's a well-matched teams. I think that their defense is really good. It's going to be the best defense we faced.
1: Their but, offense is really good too, man.
0: And their offense is really good, but our offense is really, really, really. Your offense,
1: the Bengals' offense is really, really good. Plus, yeah. with that, I mean, you're you're basically playing seven on seven. Yeah. <laughs> seven on eleven. Yeah. But but, hey, one game seven. <laughs> as long as Joe Burrow's in shotgun, yeah, that gives him at least three seconds to do something. Yeah.
0: So we'll see. I, I, like I said, I think it's going to be a really good game. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming back on and, and talking about it. And, uh, oh, gosh. You and have- reviewing what a great season it's been. And I'll wear my gear proudly. Look, a holes and all, I'll wear my gear,
1: man, no matter what. Oh, my gosh. All right. And then, uh, oh, last question for you. Who gives the best performance at halftime? Oh.
0: I mean, I think you gotta go with Snoop in LA. I
1: mean, I know we're short on time. I watched Snoop Dogg in concert a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it was uh everything that people thought it would be. It was it was wild, but uh he is a good performer. But I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with Dr. Dre.
0: Okay. Who, who are you most excited for?
1: I never show my age here, but I'm really excited for Kendrick.
0: That's oh, me too. That's what I was gonna say it was Kendrick K Dot. Yeah, I
1: mean, like Major Blige just, I mean, she's all these people, are like, I'm not gonna just downplay them. They're all good. Yeah. Major Blige, Eminem, like yeah, you know, every one of these artists have been in my CD player at one point in time.
0: Absolutely. It been in the been in the Spotify rotation at some point in time.
1: But when you think about like the good old days <laughs> Kendrick Lamar was bumping good kid mad city I was listening to that to pimp a butterfly Butterf- yeah exactly so like that was like more of like yeah our generation yeah I think like Snoop Dogg was like more of like he's a little older and yeah you, you just respected like where he came from
0: like if you're like 35 plus like this has got to let me say this if you're like 32 plus this is like gotta be the greatest Super Bowl lineup for halftime ever 32 to like 45.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, there was one Super Bowl where Missy Elliott came out and the people I was watching the Super Bowl with said, who was that? And that's when I knew I was at the wrong party. That's when
0: you knew you were at the wrong
1: Super Bowl party, bro. Never again.
0: (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well, hey, listen, man thank you again for, uh, sharing everything on, on the Brian Flores situation. Uh, thanks for being a light in, uh, in the dark Twitter world <laughs> and being somebody that, you know, is, I look up to, um, not just cause you're three inches L- tall. Literally, them, literally, but, um, but you know, for, for a lot of reasons. So I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for, thanks for joining me, man. Always, always my favorite person to ever be on. On podcast with and
1: Dave, you're the um, man.
0: if you don't, I think we've plugged it before. But if you don't listen to it, go check out the Overtime Pro- podcast with Doctor Devron Muff. Uh, make sure that you you go and listen to some of the interviews he's done with that. And uh, stay tuned, big days on the way with with a little action on the side too. But don't worry, we we keeping the band together. We ain't going nowhere. And uh, if you're listening. You already know who day.
1: All right. Peace. Peace.